It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahech and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We cover the team. We're your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us. Ben and I have a ton to get into, but first, this episode is brought to you by CBDMD. January is important in setting the tone for the new year, and in 2021, that has never been more true. Luckily, our good friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. And if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll help you keep moving all year long. CBD Relieve with Lidocaine fuses CBDMD's hybrid board spectrum formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. And with the new bag-on-valve spray technology, relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside down. And to make it even easier, to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 20% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Ben, we had some breaking news on Tuesday from, from the one, the only Woj. We got a Woj bomb. The game scheduled for Wednesday night against the Utah Jazz is now postponed due to league contact tracing protocols. We first found out that Mo Wagner and Rui Hachimura were the two players that were held out of basketball activities due to, due to the league protocol. And then later found out that Tuesday's practice was canceled. Now, game's canceled. The Wizards will not have eight available players. I guess, what are your reactions to this? And just really how COVID has affected the league? The Wizards were kind of seemingly dodging this. I think they were they played three straight opponents where they later realized that someone on the court had to be, you know, subject to the league protocol after potentially had contracting the virus. So they were kind of dodging this thing the entire time. And it was closing in around them as it's been closing around everybody, I think, in the U.S. right now. And they're no, they're no different than anybody else here. And I, I think when you employ 12, 13, 14 players and it's been spreading as rapidly as it has, especially in the, in the NBA and, and really everywhere, 
it's kind of an inevitability. Uh, the league has expected this, and we'll touch a little bit more about what their protocol has been like and, and what the sort of safeguards they've put in place to avoid these sort of situations from popping up. But it was really disappointing. I mean, it sucked. They had a really good win against Phoenix, and not that this is even basketball-related. We obviously, of course, hope that everyone is happy on the, on the team. Right. Uh, Scott Brooks on, on Tuesday talked about the sort of personal difficulties he's dealt with, which is not being able to see family and friends and the constant worries he has when he's going to the hotel rooms and, uh, and, and traveling and whatnot. So this is particularly difficult when you're in that line of work where you can't avoid seeing people when you're touching players and, and you don't really know what they've been doing. And, and you see these cases rising. So it's really unfortunate. I mean, all around, it's a bummer. It's inevitability. It's disappointing. I think the NBA could have been doing more from the start. I'm glad that they put in more safety measures in place that, that we that we'll touch on later but I guess with you Anthony I mean when you saw this what, what was your initial reaction when you saw that not only were Rui and Mo Wagner out but later it was reported by Sham Sarania that they don't have eight players available which I'm just speculating but I think my speculation is valid in that they don't have eight players available which means that more players are going to be subject to this protocol outside of, of Mo and, and Rui so what, what is your general reaction to what's been going on Right. We, we, we don't know exactly what's going on, but most likely the, some, most of these players probably have it. They probably tested positive for it and they're probably taking, you know, the, the necessary action right now before they you know, really, you know, announce who has COVID and um, you know, how many players are going to be out for the 14 days for them to quarantine. This is, this is not surprising for me. I'm, I'm you, you and I have talked about this, especially during the bubble days and how great the NBA did in the bubble and really set the tone for all sports throughout like worldwide. And they, they did great, you know, not, they had no issues really with COVID in the bubble that were that, you know, postponed games like this. And now here we are, you know, back to normal, back to traveling all the time. And, and we're starting to see a lot of games being postponed and a lot of guys being out for 14 days. Cause just like you said, this is inevitable. A hundred percent is inevitable. The whole country is, is really, really, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not good right now. Right. I mean, wherever we may be, um, you know, wherever you guys may be listening right now, I mean, wherever you are in the country, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not good where I am. I know it's not good where Ben is and in it's majority, it's, it's not going very well just because of how, everyone is really, you know, treating it, the, you know, the protocol situations and, and the NBA, they're falling victim to it. It, I mean, what, what can you do? You can't, you can't tell these guys to, to not, you know, not everyone's just going to go in quarantine, just like the rest of the country. Right. I mean, these players are going to go out. I mean, we, we saw what we've seen with, with Harden. He gets, he hops on a plane every day, every time he has a two, you know, you know, two days off and, and, we can't say, you know, sit here and expect these guys to just shut their lives lives down just because, you know, they're in the NBA and, and now we're seeing it. We're seeing how it's affecting the NBA. And, and it, it's not surprising to me because it's, it's the same thing that's going on in the world right now. So I'm, I, I'm not surprised by this. I think last night, Ben, you and I actually were talking after the show saying I mean, we wouldn't even be surprised within the next five to 10 games, something would be, would be canceled for the Wizards. And here we are, the next game. Yeah, and it's especially a, a bummer for, you know, the, the healthy guys and hopefully most of the players on the roster are healthy and the coaching staff and whatnot. Um, 
they'll they'll resume play when they need to when they need to and then things will continue but for Rui you have to feel for him his rookie year is cut short due to COVID he goes back into the bubble after missing months of action and now during the season he had this bizarre pink eye situation where he had this infection and then he comes back mm-hmm. for a few games and now he's dealing with this again I mean, right right poor kid can't catch a break he's starting his, his NBA career he showed flashes of, of growth this year and this is another sort of wrench thrown into it and I can't help but feel bad for him all the other young players who have really you know, struggled to get going in their in, in their young NBA careers it's because this situation is the way it is it's so um, tough to see it is it is and and he has worked so hard to get where he is now, but like, I mean, no one, this is the world we live in. No, I mean, this is no one's fault. Um, and this is, this is just what we have to deal with right now. Hopefully after the vaccinations at some point down the road, we can put this behind us in some sort of, some sort of way, like, you know, not too far away. I mean, I, I hope that we can start, you know, getting back to normal, but right now it's not really looking like it right now. I, I hate to say it, but the the NBA is is doing is not doing well COVID wise compared to leagues like the NFL. Really, I mean the NFL they're about to wrap their their whole season up. I mean the Super Bowl that's creeping up. The divisional rounds coming up, and 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 the NBA really just started. I mean we're you know a lot of teams aren't even ten games in, and we we've seen how many games have been postponed so far. Yeah, I've, a handful have already been postponed. I think that's kind of the nature of what the league is. You're playing more games. You're traveling a lot more than you are in the NFL. Right. I think it's the, you have – if a couple players on your NFL roster get um, sick or, or have to be out due to contact tracing purposes, you still have six trillion other players on the roster who can step right. up from play. Right. But right. here in the NBA, it's like if one guy goes down – due to COVID, you're going to have to do contract tracing for basically the whole team. And this is what the Wizards are kind of uh, um, like undergoing. I, I'm assuming that most players on the roster don't have coronavirus, but let's say one of them does and, and you're in practice all day with this player and you're in, you're in film with them and you're, go, you're in games with them and you're high-fiving each other on the bench. It's like you have 12, 13 players on the roster. It's going to take your whole team down. And at the beginning of the season, Scott Brooks said something interesting. He's like, what is it going to take for the Wizards uh, to have a successful season? And he said, a lot of it's going to hinge on health and how are we going to handle this sort of coronavirus situation where Mm -hmm. um, other teams might not be handling as well as we do. And today he talked about the personal responsibility that they have as a team to to protect each other. And you mentioned like the James Hardens of the world and how some teams employ players who are somewhat reckless and negligent with their behavior. I think the Wizards have made a point to tell their players. And I think they, they, thankfully have players on the roster who have a good understanding of what's going on where you can't act up off the court. And, and when you're off the court and just stay off of it, like go, go to your hotel room and hang out and, and don't do anything that's going to put your teammates in danger. And, and look, there's players who <clears throat> might've been doing all of that and still got unlucky. And that's not to throw Rui or Mo Wagner off the bench. I'm assuming that they've done everything they, that they could yet. Sometimes bad luck strikes. And that's the nature of this sort of, illness too you can do everything right and get it and when you're traveling you're going to hotel hotel rooms from arena to arena it's going to increase your your probability of getting it so like you said it's an inevitability and i'm not sure i mean we'll talk about the sort of protocols that they've added since this has happened on tuesday um but i'm just not sure this is going to be enough to have a smooth season after this right and we yeah i mean we want that we we hope for these guys to get done with practice get done with their games and go and just hang out in their hotel rooms and not gather with anyone. But these just aren't the bubble days, right? When what we saw in the bubble 
I mean, what, what would we see from Lou Williams? Well, wasn't he having dinner at strip clubs like a couple nights a week or, or something like that? And the other players in the Celtics were trying to sneak, you know, you know, girls in, which that, I mean, they're human, obviously, you know, you, you know, you, you, you don't want to be cooped up all the time, but now they're out of the bubble. And, you know, after games, after practices, after, you know, you, you go back to your lives. And I know that for us, you know, you know, we're, we're pretty much hermits in our, in our house, right. Besides work. And, and these guys, it's, who knows, who, who knows where they're going, who knows what, the, what they're doing. So, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no tracking it whatsoever. There's no rule in place that's saying that they have to, you know, stay and, 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 you know, be by, be by themselves. Don't gather a, after, you know, in, in their free time. It's just not the way of it right now. And, and I hope they, they're able to get a handle on it at some point. It just seems like right now it's, it's starting to get, it's starting to, to peak. It's starting to be really bad. And, and that begs the question, will they do a two week shutdown? Will, I mean, I know Adam Silver has spoken on it, but I, I don't know if that could be an option, but if it gets, if it gets that bad, I mean, Ben, we've seen this virus really take over the whole world. I mean, the, you know, this country's really in turmoil, turmoil right now. I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it got that bad in a, in a sports league. I mean, if it was the NBA, if it was, you know, something else, but I wouldn't be surprised if it got to that point where it was that, that bad. I mean, do you think, you know, Adam Silver is going to at some point maybe think about some sort of shutdown? Yeah. I think if it gets bad enough and it, and it seems to be trending that way where they're postponing games almost every single day now, it's, they're going to have to consider that it's not getting any better. I think they're trying to tough enough, toughen out the month of January. Everyone expected January to be a bad month for, for COVID because of the holidays and whatnot. Right, and it right. really has shown to be a horrendous month for the country. Like you said, um, maybe things will improve. Maybe Scott Brooks talked about another interesting point. Um, someone asked him a question about the vaccines and whether, you know, how he, how he feels about the team and, and, and the league administering vaccines and he was honest and said like look we can't skip the line there's other people who are the frontline workers and other and other sort of employers that that have do much more meaningful work than us that that need to get the vaccine before us and i thought that was an admirable point because as much as we love basketball and as much as we care about it of course um it's important that that the nba has has some sort of morality in place in terms of getting the vaccine and whatnot so it's another interesting wrinkle in this because let's say the vaccine becomes widely available in, in two months then maybe NBA players and, and, and the league are able to obtain these vaccines and not not skip the line per se and finish the finish the season. But until that point, I mean, the confidence level has to start decreasing because games are getting postponed every day. You're employing there's there's 500 some odd players in the NBA, hundreds of coaches, hundreds of staff members. You have probably close to a thousand people who work for the NBA. You have that that amount of people with the virus spreading as as, as much as it has. It's going to be really really difficult to contain. It absolutely will. And we have a lot more to dig in with that after the break. So much more on COVID, on the the Jazz game being postponed, and then really looking forward to the next slate. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? I know you guys are. I know you guys saw that Bama win last night. NFL wildcard round just finished up with the divisional round right around the corner. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. The wildcard games are now behind us with the divisional rounds ahead. 
Will the Bills keep it rolling? Does Dom, Does Tom Brady have enough left in the tank for another Super Bowl run? Who is your pick? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, DC. Ben. On Tuesday, it was announced that the NBA was making some changes in its league-wide COVID protocol. In particular, they're they're limiting non-team guests in the hotel rooms and requiring masks on the bench now. Uh, I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, obviously we've watched a bunch of games this year, and we've seen, you know, coaches ha- have their masks down, guys on the bench have their masks down. Some fans have, you know, you know, because they're letting fans and have their masks down. Do you, are you confident this is going to help? I'm not entirely confident it's going to help, but what struck me with this was, I don't know if you were aware, because I wasn't. How the hell did they ever allow people to go into their hotel rooms without getting tests, to my knowledge? That is absurd. So you're doing testing every single day with these players. You're letting them travel on the road, and then you're potentially letting people meet them in hotel rooms? That defeats the purpose of absolutely everything. And you mentioned that, look, you have these players and you can't, obviously you can't track them and everything they're doing. You can't tell them to stay inside and lock, lock themselves away. Of course not. That's not reasonable either. Right. Right. But this is a minimal ask. Don't have people who aren't affiliated with the team go to your hotel rooms. That's not a difficult ask. I don't like that. That's, that's to be expected nowadays. We're 10 months into this thing. Why are you having visitors in your hotel room amid a deadly pandemic? Just doesn't make sense. And at the very least, there should have been a punishment in place for this already. Why is this just now a part of the protocol? It should have been a part of the protocol <clears throat> well before the season started. Like if you had people come into your hotel room knowing it's a deadly pandemic, you should have gotten a fine. There should have been repercussions for that. But just now there is? That's an absurd uh, That's an absurd idea that they're just in place. And all these ideas that they should have existed before the season started I, I appreciate Adam Silver and the way he handled the bubble, but the way the league has handled this in particular, mm-hmm. I, d- I disagree with. I think they could have done a better job. They've kind of been hands-off, laissez-faire with it. There should have been stri- tighter restrictions on, on, on player movement, perhaps even tighter restrictions on travel. I get that they spaced out the schedule where they have kind of days in place for cancellations and postpone- postponements, but why not have like mini tournaments like they do in baseball? where you play the same team twice, three times in a row. They're kind of trying to right. do that, but right. limit, your, limit your travel even more. <laughs> yeah, and we've seen, we've seen a lot of trouble with this, right? And 
Honestly, Ben, I'm, I'm very, I, I agree with you hundred percent at the beginning of the season, there should have been something implemented in, in every player's contract pretty much to say like to, to try and really spearhead this and, and not force the players to quarantine, to, to, to not gather, but you know, you're held to a certain standard before this season, there should have been something in place for, for every player and, you know, and staff member that, you know, that travel, you know, to only gather with, you know, a certain amount of people, mainly probably everyone's like immediate family. Right. And, and that's, I don't think that's a crazy ask for NBA players when the whole country should be doing, doing it. And, and they're just not. And that's like the bigger problem because like, like you said, a lot of these guys, they probably were following the rules, but Hey, I mean, luck of the draw. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's spreading like wildfire. I mean, it, it, everywhere it is. And, you know, I mean, just, you know, luck of the draw, especially, you know, playing with these guys all the time, you know, sweating together. I mean, you guys are touching the same ball, like you're breathing on the ball. Like it, that's just what it is. And as you're traveling from, you know, you got to go to Milwaukee and then, and then you're traveling to, to Chicago it's and you you go on these long like road trip stints and that's not that that is just it's so so risky with what with everything going on right now especially when you know the league is trying to you know create a create some sort of stability without a bubble right they're not going to go back to the bubble they lost a ton of money last season and and now they're seeing now this is the first time you know they're really being hurt, hurt, like in play, you know, for COVID, but not, not really like speaking on the stuff right when the season, you know, got shut down. Now, you know, like you said, games are, games are being postponed all the time. Now, maybe not every day, but it, it's looking like it's starting to get more rapid. And if they don't get a handle on it at some point, we, we might be in for another shutdown. I, I really would not be surprised by that at all i just especially from looking back to to march in you know in 2020 and and seeing how bad the you know how bad covid really was number number wise cases wise you know the the death toll compared to to right now and how it still continues to rise every day it's scary and it's it's worse it's flat out just worse and it's just not the easiest thing right now when they're traveling to every arena around the, they're traveling to all 30 arenas. And that's just, it's, it's, it's so tough during a pandemic like this. And I know they can't go back to, to a bubble, but like you said, maybe there could have been like, you know, three destinations where there were like, you know, court, you know, a couple courts in, in, in each destination and then, you know, game set up for, you know, however many teams at this destination for, for this amount of time. And, and yeah, I feel like that may have been able to work if they were able to, do, but, but we, you know, obviously that's just all conjecture and, and who, who the hell knows if that would even, you know, work and who would know if that is even possible to do, but right yeah, now it looks I mean, the NBA like they got to change something, right? Worked. I remember we were talking to each other before and we were like, they're going to put hundreds of people on Disney and hope this works. Not only is the product going to be awful, but you're just wishful thinking. Right. There's no way you're going to – and it worked. Not only was the product fantastic, but nobody got sick. They had zero positive cases from what I remember. 
We were so and, and, out and on it. We, it you and I were completely out on the bubble. I, I was like, I they're trying to create a fantasy land here. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's no way they're going to finish it. And they did it. And it worked seamlessly. And then what really took me aback was this, at the beginning of this season, they said, hey, creativity, out the window. We're just going to pretend nothing's going on because it, business, right? And I'm not ignorant mm-hmm. to that. There's a lot of money at stake here. The bubble cost them a lot of money. And you can't convince players to stay in mm-hmm. a bubble for months and months and months. But like you said, they could have created mini bubbles for exactly. each division. Get creative exactly. with it. Play a week and take a week off. Get players tested. Get them healthy and play another week. Limit the amount of games of the season. 70, 72 games during a pandemic seems excessive. And we're seeing that right now. Maybe have a 50-game season. and Space it out more. Right. Mini bubbles. I don't know. I, it's not my job to figure it out. But it was the NBA's job, and, and they failed. It's it's not our job. It was what, the NBA's yeah. job to figure it out. <laughs> They're not doing the, the best job right now. They got to they got to figure yeah, it no, out. No, you're right. With their feet to the fire right now, because players are testing positive. Entire teams are are, are starting to struggle with this. You're canceling games, and we're not even ten games into the season. We're barely scratching. Right. Like what if what if they milk this to a, around thirty games, and it's that bad to That's the just, point. But games that's, it's are being already every day. it's already bordering. They have to shut it down because players They'll are have to shut it. it down. You're just basically like, listen, when Jason right. Tatum right. presumably tested positive, and they took Bradley Beal out the game, and they were like, "Oh, Bradley Beal had conversations with him after the game." Every single player guarded Jason Tatum that game. They shared the ball every single time it was passed. The referees touched the ball every time he ran up the court. He passed by the coaches, and Bradley Beal was held out of it. Made. Absolutely zero sense. So you're bordering on negligence every time you have unreasonable sort of implications for these players. And then your your protocols don't make really much sense. The way you're administering them, at least, it's not making sense. So you need to have more of a constructive system for these players to know how to act. And then when they when they act up, certain protocols to make sure it doesn't happen again. And also just better safeguards in place. Cause what's going on right now. They basically, honestly, it looks like they have none because it's not working. Ben, I couldn't agree more with you, man. It, it's not working at all. It, it's re- it's really, it's really not working at all. And it's so funny. Cause we were really, we're literally just talking about this last night, how that we, of course, a wizard's game is going to be postponed. I mean, just when, like, like when it, you know, not even 24 hours later, there it is. And that's what did not make sense to me either, right? You know, Boston, you know, the Wizards play Boston. Bradley's the only player on the court that has to that had to, you know, follow the protocol and 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 quarantine, you know, away from the team. That didn't it, I just think right now everything is is very jumbled, just like the rest of really the country. I mean, no one really knows nothing is consistent. No one really knows exactly what to do. And everyone's really following different protocols. So I mean, seeing Bradley, you know, be the only player to, to quarantine after that, after every player, you know, you know, was, you know, pretty much touched Jason Tatum on the floor and, and dribbled the same ball as, as Jason Tatum. And it, it doesn't, it does not make sense to me whatsoever. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, but I really, really hope that this, you know, Adam Silver and his team are able to to figure something out before it gets to another league. I mean, we're we're talking about two years in a row, a league shutdown. It's a, it's so, a, it's a, 
it's an exhausting conversation, Anthony. It's it, it, a conversation that I think is outside of the expertise of it is. us and most people. But you know what isn't exhausting, Anthony? Talking about Built Bar. <laughs> I use it for energy, and I care about what I put in my body, and that's why I eat Built Bar. Whether you're looking to lose or maintain weight, you should give yourself the chance to indulge with a delicious treat. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. And the crazy part about Built Bar is it's healthy. It's low calorie. It's low sugar. It's high protein, Anthony. I'm sure you remember when I was on keto, I hated my life. I just ate salads and eggs. I wish I had the chance to indulge. If you're on keto, Built Bar is perfect for that diet. Right now, if you call... While supplies last, you might end up with a free cooler. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It's small market meets big market. Wednesdays on Locked On NBA podcast. Join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA from all angles. Subscribe to Locked On NBA podcast today to get today wherever you get your podcast. Anthony, let's talk about hoops for a little bit. We talked about some, you know, the, the coronavirus spreading and um, the way it's impacted the Wizards and, and the league as a whole. To close out the podcast today, I want to talk about Kevin O'Connor's report. I believe it's on Monday afternoon. He reported that Scott Brooks was on the hot seat. This is something that we had discussed throughout the season. Before the season started, I predicted that Scott Brooks would be getting a contract extension. They're three and eight right now, um, amongst the league's worst. Well, obviously, the season's young. Are we buying this report? Do you think Tommy Shepard has sat in his office and said, "Man, it might be time to let Scotty go." You know what, what GM, I mean, we don't know what goes through the minds of all these GMs, right? We, we always question them every year and, and we always, you know, try and, you know, make fun of these guys and think that we can do a better job, but, but really we, we don't know what's, what goes on with these GMs and Tommy Shepard might've thought about it, but right now I don't think that that's, that, that would be, I don't think that would be the smartest move for the team. I am, I am with you. I am still hundred percent with you. I still think that Scott Brooks will get extended this season. I mean, there's a lot of fans out there, a lot of angry wizards fans out there right now, not happy with the start of the season. And I understand that anger and I understand that frustration, but you know, Scotty has done well so far in his stint in, in, in Washington. We can't, in, in my mind, I really can't count last season as like a true season, like to, to be like a good, great, great 
head coach when really all you had was Bradley Beal. And that was tough watching just Brad. I mean, it, everything was so, so reliant on Brad. And, and this, this year we're, we're kind of seeing the same thing in random games, but I think, you know, we're seeing a lot, a lot of other guys step up, you know, and, and you know, with, with, with the three wins so far, they beat two really, really great teams. And I, I'm still standing here saying that I, I, no, I, I got Scott Brooks making it throughout the season. He's going to get extended. I, I still think that he's not, um, he, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I don't think he's going to get fired. And yeah, I just, I think this is, I mean, if, if we're talking about issues with the team I mean, Ben, how, how many times can we beat a dead horse? And I just think it's this, the issue really lies with the depth and what was given to the coach. Right. I think it really was just, I mean, the, the pieces that were put together, we talk about just the, the, the lack, the, the lack of um, need on the wing of maybe a veteran or like another, uh, or another veteran, big man, or, you know, just more depth with th- th- their four or five positions. It's, it's, you know, that, that's just my take on it. I, I don't really think the problem lies with Scott. I think you're right in the fact that it's not all Scott Brooks's fault. I think he hasn't been the greatest this year with his, with his, kind of confusing rotations all throughout the year, not playing Trevor Brown. We've talked about that in previous podcasts, but look, the NBA is, is you're hired to be fired. Um, once you get that job, it's almost with the expectation that you're going to lose it. When your team is struggling, whether or not it's your fault, the coach is the first to go. And I think I believe this report because obviously the team has been struggling this year, but from, from my knowledge, Tommy Shepard is also – in his last season this year, he was given like a two-year prove-it deal when Ernie Grunfeld got fired. Mm-hmm. And he's made some moves that almost insinuate right. that he's made these moves to obviously help the team win games, but also to help keep his job. I mean, he traded for Russell Westbrook with the expectation that he would help him win games, the team would compete, and in turn, that would help him get a contract extension, help Scott Brooks get a contract extension. So I think for right. Tommy Shepard, I think he understands, you know, right. I've, I've – probably done my part and you mentioned some of the moves that they should have done the veteran wing obviously they should have done that can't rely on uh, a slew of young players to hold down the fort there but I mean he traded for Russell Westbrook the team's been struggling defensively even though they mm-hmm. signed Robin Lopez whatever you want to make of that and the team really hasn't lived up to expectations so I think Scott Brooks might be the first to go here a wrinkle here though something that we haven't considered when we talk about Scott Brooks is this COVID stuff that's been really throwing the team off, you have to think it's really throwing off the analysis of the, of the front office too. If if Bradley Beal's missing time with COVID out, if Rui and, and Mo Wagner are missing time, and you have to take a step back and be like, all right, at this point, it's really hard to assess the coach's job. And it's also a really difficult thing to do to your team to strip the team of the head coach during such a turbulent, awkward time to assess the team. So I think, Obviously, Scott isn't helped by this COVID situation by no right. means, but I think it's just more difficult for Tommy Shepard to assess the job of Scott Brooks. And outside of basketball, the X's and O's and the way he's handled the rotation, I'll give all the praise to Scott Brooks for the way he's handled the situation because he's talked to the media basically every single day. He's been candid with everybody, and he's talked to the team every single day about what they should be doing with COVID. He's been open with himself. He's he's he he's kind of a coach with an open door policy. He lets players vent to him. So from that perspective, he's done a fantastic job. And that's a part of the sort of evaluation I think they need to consider before they pull the trigger or not pull the trigger, but pull the plug on, on Scott Brooks's um, coaching career. 
So if they do pull the plug on his coaching career in Washington, who, I guess, who do you think would be a viable backup? Do you think they'll go, you know, they'll just hire like the, the quickest interim and then take their time to hire? Or do you have someone in mind? And I mean, is there really anyone out there that, that, that you think that could do a much better job? I love Ryan Richmond, their assistant coach, who's their who's their head coach from the Capital City Go Go, their G League team. He was fantastic. The way he, his offense was super innovative. Um, I think he buys into analytics a little bit more than than Scott Brooks does. I think he could probably put together a more modern offense, if you want to say that. But like you said, it's not like there's a Greg Popovich out there in the free agent market, coaching free agent market that would want to coach the Wizards anyway. You'd probably be hiring a younger coach. West Sunsell Jr. is really interesting with Denver. He was an assistant coach in Washington. There's obviously strong ties there, given that his father is probably the greatest player in franchise history. There's some interesting, a potential interesting option there. And I think if they do eventually move on from Scott Brooks, they missed the playoffs this year, whether Scott Brooks survived the season or not, if they missed the playoffs this year, I think he's going to have a really, really difficult time getting a contract again in Washington, DC. So I think West Sunset Jr. is a name to watch for He's been connected right. to the team in the past. They have strong ties to the Denver Nuggets. They tried hiring Connolly before they, they settled with Tommy Shepard. He eventually rebuffed them and remained in Denver, but um, that's a name to watch. But like you said, Phil Jackson is walking through that door. Greg Popovich is walking through that. You're going to be taking a chance on a young coach more than likely. And that there's more repercussions to that too. You take a chance on a young coach, probably don't have Bradley Beal anymore. You know what I mean? So, wow. All right. Yeah. And I, and I know that you've been bringing that up a lot since last year. And if we don't have Bradley Beal in our presence in the district of Columbia, where will he be going? I know, I know a hot spot that you got is, is Miami, but I mean, if they do deal him, what, what, what are we going to see in return? I think you have to look at every move the Wizards will do through the lens of how does this impact Bradley Beal? Because with all due respect to Scott Brooks and anybody else on the roster, anybody else affiliated with the team, there's no one who even has close of importance as Bradley Beal does. Right. So whatever move they do is going to have a snowball effect and how does this impact Bradley Beal? It's a question that we need to ask with everything else regarding the team. Where he'll go, Denver is a team that's really intriguing. I don't at Miami has a really high asking price for a guy like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I, I, probably an absurd asking price. Pat Riley loves his players, and I love that, that the commitment he right. has to his players. I don't know if he can they can finesse a deal with that. And Denver is an interesting option for so many reasons. I think the ties with the teams they have a lot of a lot of front office guys who used to work for the opposing team, uh, coaches used to work for the opposing team. Michael Porter Jr. I think is an interesting player. Will Barton is an interesting player. Gary Harris is an interesting player. Bull Bull. They can kind of put together an interesting package. You put together two of those young players, three of those young players with picks. The Wizards at least have to pick the phone up. I hope this doesn't happen because ultimately when you give up the best player in the trade, you're probably going to lose that trade and you're hoping that these players become as good as Bradley Beal. Right, right. But this is, I think, a team to watch going forward because I, I guarantee you that Tim Connolly is just waiting for the opportunity to pick the phone up and call his friend. Tommy. Right, and in the past, we've seen teams trade their full dollar bill for four quarters, right? As in the full dollar, dollar bill being the superstar and the four quarters being you know, assets and, and picks, whatever it may be. And, you know, really we, we've seen teams like the Lakers floors from that. Obviously Anthony Davis is a one of a kind talent and they traded the house for him, but it didn't matter. 
it just didn't, it did not matter at all. They were by far the superior team in, in the league and that did not matter. So yeah, I think no matter what, I really, I, I think no matter what, it's going to be a loss for the Wizards if they trade Bradley Beal. It's, uh, that's the thing. I mean, how many times have these trades worked right, out right. where the team trading the best player ends up right, becoming right. better? You know, and, that, and that's just for rebuild purposes, right? Right. I mean, I guess you can make a case for like the Knicks when they traded Carmelo, they got a ton of players back and, and Nuggets went on to have a successful sort of run there with those role players. But ultimately, the Nuggets didn't win a championship. Neither did the Knicks. It ended up being a wash for both of them. And, and for Washington, Bradley Beal's still in his prime. Having to trade a player who was 27 years old, we talked about it ad nauseum. One of the best players in the league, arguably the best shooting guard in the NBA. I'd say he's the best shooting guard in the NBA today. When you're trading a player of that caliber and you're getting Michael Porter Jr., Bobo, what you're trading Bradley Beal for is hope. And that's a tough pill to swallow. And it's also a really tough pill to serve your, fran- your, your franchise's fan base. You're telling them, not only did we trade John Wall, but in months' time, we also traded Bradley Beal. You're telling them, guys, have complete hope in us. And the fan base at that point won't have much left. That would be so devastating for Wizards fans everywhere, for, for, for the culture of, of D.C. basketball, just seeing – I mean, I love Russ – and people that listen to the show know I love Russ, but knowing what John Wall has done for the community in Washington D.C. and what he what he was as a as a franchise player, one of the top players all time for for, for D.C. Him being traded at the beginning of the season, and if Bradley Beal is traded at some point this season, that is. Uh, that just rips the entire foundation from the franchise. Obviously, Russell will still be at there at some point. I don't know what, what plans they would have for him if they did get to a Bradley Beal trade. I, I I really don't know what that would mean for Russell. They, they maybe they would try and trade him too at some point. I know. I mean, I know you, we've talked, and, and you don't think his market value really holds any any weight with any other teams. It seemed like the perfect trade between Houston and Washington, but still. This just, it just, if they trade Bradley middle of the season, end of the season, that is just such a devastating blow to a fan base, to an entire franchise that, you know, you, you weren't even let on to, to that you were going to rebuild at the beginning of the season. You were let on that you were going to make the playoffs with two, with, with two star players and all NBA talents. And, and then you're going to end the season saying, you know, you know, our, two of some of the best, two of the top franchise players ever, you know, not, you know, maybe not, not, not the top players, you know, Wes Umsum, as you brought up, but right there at the top scoring wise, just as players, they're, they're gone and they're traded. And, and, and for what some picks, some assets, and obviously players that will never, you know, really live up to how great Bradley or John are and, what we're seeing from Bradley still, we don't, we don't even know what his ceiling is yet. He's still, he's still going up. Like you said last night. I mean, he's a absolutely like you said last night. I mean, there's, there's an argument to be made that he, that he is in the running for most improved. It's absolutely absurd to, to think that. And he's, he's doing unthinkable things. So if, if, yeah, if he's traded at all during this season, at the end of the season, it is a, it is a big L for Wizards fans everywhere. And that's why these games are so important, Anthony. To wrap up, we we got 
Detroit hopefully coming up on Friday. We don't really know if that's going to happen or not. Um, We'll see what happens. But these games coming up, they all matter. And every single game could ultimately mark the end of or the beginning of Bradley Beal's tenure in Washington, right? Because if they continue to – if they turn the season around, look like they did against Phoenix, then potentially they could turn the season around and and convince Brad to stick around and and have a competitive sort of team to build around. But right now you got Detroit coming up, Cleveland back-to-back, and then you have Charlotte. So you have four winnable games. You win all four of those games, you're seven and eight, and you're knocking on the playoffs door. But who knows, Anthony? You got any parting words? Hopefully we'll have these games. Hopefully we can actually talk about basketball next time we talk. Uh, next time we Ben, I really wanted to see the Wiz go at Utah, and and that's you know that that'll be for another day. It's postponed, but here we go. We're on an easier slate now, as you said. You know, a, you know, they're just coming off a really really tough five game stretch. And, and yeah, these are all winnable games coming up. So there's a lot to look forward to. And we, you know, we just got to sit back and hope that these games aren't postponed. I know I was looking forward to Anjash Pachesnik's guarding Rudy Gobert because that was an inevitability. It was an inevitability. I looked at, I was like, I mean, they're going to have to play him. Like Scott Brooks, I I think he looks at the bench anytime he sees AP and he's like, "Oh, Oh God. Like no there's way. no, I, I, at no least way. I don't have to play him. But with TB out and Rui out, you have no other center. Right. Man, we could have saw a battle of the Titans with AP. Right, and, and, and Scotty wanted to play Rui at the five too, coming up against the Wiz or uh, 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 the Jazz. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have played you at the center just to not have. To I'd get down there and bruise with Gobert. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm six foot. I'd, I'd get, I'd get dunked down a couple of times, but you know. Yeah, I mean, eat a couple built bars. Exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. You got any parting words? DC, we love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to rock you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night, your day, wherever you may be while you're listening. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.